Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Create Me podcast and today's episode is with Terry Cook, he's better known as T Cook Paintings on Instagram. So yeah, we have a really cool chat um, with Terry and kind of get into his early kind of childhood influences. Also we talk about his job at the North East College of Scotland. So I hope you guys enjoyed this chat and I will be back afterwards as usual. Alright, see you soon. Hello and welcome to the Creative Podcast. This is episode 36 from the Nightmare Room Studio Space. And today I'm with Terry Cook. Um, on Instagram, you'll find him under T Cook. Is it paintings? <laughs> yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. T Cook paintings. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. And you know, about. like on your Instagram kind of bio, it says like you know you're you know you're tinkerer, artist, um, animal enthusiast as well. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, welcome to the show as well. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. No, no. Awesome. Thank you for coming here. And you know, I think. Just for like the listeners, I always kind of ask them when a new guest comes on, just for the guest to give a little synopsis of who they are and what they do. Okay. Um, my name's Terry Cook, as you just said. Yeah. Uh, I work at um, uh, Aberdeen College where I teach 3D animation. And in my free time, I like to paint and do all the other things you listed a minute ago. I like uh, playing about building robots, um, just messing about with electronics and science in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I love animals and insects and birds and all that sort of thing as well. So I try and combine all my interests to, to kind of create art and stuff. Yeah. And, or just general sort of messing about with them. <laughs> and, you know, where did you think that interest came from in terms of like, you know, creativity and also interest in like animals and stuff and like robotics? Yeah, um, my parents, uh, definitely my parents, uh, like I um, kind of spoke to you briefly about mm-hmm. before, uh, were by no means as a kid but we kind of held off getting a console and, yeah. and that sort of thing so when all my mates were getting Nintendos and that sort of thing uh, we were still drawing paper and forced mm. to kind of go outside and play so I kind of developed an interest in them I don't know I remember my dad was really into is really into birds and stuff mm-hmm. and my mum really liked drawing and she encouraged us to, to kind of um, uh, what am I trying to say she just kind of encouraged us to uh, to, to draw yeah. And, and my dad encouraged us to kind of take an interest in animals and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, um, yeah, just from that, really. <laughs> All right, cool. And I guess, you know, for you then, that's kind of like, uh, well, I guess we probably be from the same generation. And that, mm-hmm. you know, I remember those days as well when actually having an Atari and not having a Sega Mega Drive and yeah. feeling very kind of un- unjustly yeah. done by. <laughs> yeah. you know, but it just sounds cool that you, you know, that your parents kind of gave you and, you know, an alternative to kind of, you know, express like yourself and stuff. Yeah. Um, I could, again, kind of mentioned briefly before, my, my dad used to buy um, these things called electronic project lamps when I was a kid. It was like a box of stuff used to get resistors leds little transformers and that sort of thing and it came with an instruction manual telling you how to build crystal radios and other small circuits and stuff and i remember thinking that was really cool that you kind of you had a box of stuff you could make lots of other stuff mm-hmm. with and from that i kind of developed an interest in it in, in electronics and then kind of you start watching sci-fi and stuff you get a bit older i always loved robots as a kid yeah. so cool i can make my own robots and stuff and then it was only recently well i say recently i when I was about 13, I started building robots, but not ones that could think, just ones that could move. But yeah. now you can kind of, uh, 
once you, you learn how to learn, mm-hmm. you can um, apply that knowledge to make cool stuff, you know. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's um, that's what I do now. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess in, then, in terms of, like, kind of early kind of career kind of path or, like, um, learning path, um, did you, you went to grade school at as well? Yeah. So, but, um, before that, was you at college then? Um, well, yeah, I was... I was at Aberdeen College for a couple of days because mm-hmm. uni was late in telling me I got accepted. <laughs> um, I, w- I was lucky, I won a scholarship um, to uh, Cumbria Institute of the Arts, which was kind of mentioned earlier on, the, the abbreviation of that is the, the CIA, yeah. <laughs> which was cool. And then um, uh, it was, I think it was a three-year course there. And um, it was really, the, 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 the course was cool and the teachers were awesome. But I was just missing home because oh, I was okay. young, yeah. and uh, all my mates were up here. So I got a transfer back to Aberdeen and finished off at Grays. Right. Um, so I went to two universities, but did one course. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, what, what was the question again? Sorry, no, this is about like the early kind of like um, career path in terms in terms of learning. Yeah, and so obviously you was down at Carlisle. Yeah, and then you kind of was a bit homesick, so you came back up. That's right. Yeah, to Great School of Art as yeah. well. And what was you studying? Oh yeah, school? sorry. Um, yeah. Th- well, three D animation, but it was called two different things. Right. Um, it was called like Design for Digital Media and yeah. Carlisle or Grace, but yeah, it was three D animation. Okay. That's what I was doing. Yeah. And when what year did you graduate? 2007. Right. And then yeah. after that, what was your kind of career path after that then? Yeah, I was really lucky. Um, I got offered a job whilst I was at uni working for a company called Extrude Media. And that was ace. That was a really kind of cool opportunity and I learned a lot. And then from there, I went to work for myself and for a wee while. And then um, um, how long did I do that for? A good few years. And yeah. then my company was bought over. And everyone's like, oh, whoa, you kind of must have yeah. made a fortune. I didn't at all. Like, you know, I, I just bought over for the sake of joining a, a bigger company. And that yeah. was cool. Right. And I had a, a great boss there. And he taught me loads. And then um, from there, kind of the oil downturn came. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got out of that and cut grass for a wee bit. Right. <laughs> I bought a lawnmower and did gardens and that sort of thing. And then um, I uh, got back into industry again after that. Um and then, oh wait, did I get that in the right order? Yeah, I think so. And then from there uh, to college after that, I went to get into teaching. So yeah. I was trying to get into teaching for a few years. Yeah. And uh, I was lucky an opportunity came up at um, college and I just went for it and okay. been there three years now. So oh, okay. Yeah. And you're teaching 3D animation yeah, that's at the college just now. And yeah. Just for the li- listeners, I'm sure they would know, you know, what that kind of encompasses and stuff. But um, what kind of stuff do you do, I guess, is like your kind of program of learning in the course? Yeah. So we teach um, a couple of different programs. We used to teach Maya and 3D Studio Max, which are both 3D animation uh, packages. Uh, now we just teach Max. Mm-hmm. And um, we do After Effects stuff as well for 2D graphics. And then on the NC courses, we do stop motion animation and that sort of thing as well. And uh, yeah, so... I've got kind of lost my, my train of thought here. What was the question again? Was it the, the stuff we teach? Yeah, the course yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do character animation, mm-hmm. um, building 3D environments, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so is it the kind of the, the, the career path that students take is they either go into to uni, obviously, mm-hmm. or they go into um, uh, computer games or like uh, creating cinematics for things like computer games or, or yeah. 3D visuals for adverts. Uh, architectural um, stuff you know like development sites have these posters that kind of go up where they're building or, or just kind of general fly-throughs of environments and, mm-hmm. and things like that it's weird no one's ever really 
kind of ask me that before you actually have a more prepared uh, thing in my head for it. But yeah, they could go into loads of different uh, industries. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anything that requires 3D animation, be it entertainment or games. or yeah. um, I, I used to, to make medical animations for a bit, showing kind of what happened when you when you took drugs for various illnesses, what yeah. happened on like a cellular level, you know. Oh, okay. So places where you can't film, mm-hmm. um, that's where 3D animation has an application. So it's big and in the oil industry because you yeah. can't, can't film like down a hole you know in, yeah, in, in yeah. the seat you know yeah. and show a cross section mm-hmm. so that's where where 3D animation becomes useful mm-hmm. and I got into that I remember when I when I was at school I did work experience um, at a company called Cyberactive which was really cool oh, yeah. and I met this awesome guy there Wayne Brickcliffe mm-hmm. and he had Star Wars toys all over his desk and stuff <laughs> and I said I want to be you <laughs> and from there I just kind of tried to shape my, my life to kind of uh, get me on, on a course where I could end up like that. Yeah. I wanted to kind of make cool things and have mm-hmm. toys on my desk and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, um, that was cool. Because before then I wanted to be a policeman. Okay. I'm really glad I didn't do it because I, I don't think I could hack it, to be yeah. honest. There's no way I could hack it. I'm a win. And, uh, I'm not, not very quick at running yet. So uh, I'm glad I went down the 3D animation path instead. Yeah, I kind of, this, this one you just mentioned Star Wars, and I think like, it's kind of interesting how like Star Wars has had such a significant influence on, I guess it's kind of like our generation of yeah. people. It's kind of like, yeah. and how they kind of like, almost kind of a massive influence on their career path. As yeah, well, yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like I was obsessed with Star Wars as a kid, I still am. Mm. Um, but that, you know, I just wanted to make the cool things that you saw in these films, like yeah. robots. And yeah. uh, there was a guy, uh, a designer I found ages ago mm-hmm. when I was at uni he made the interfaces on the computers in Star Trek and I was like oh it'd be such a cool job if you could yeah, make all that kind yeah. of thing so yeah um, in Aberdeen though he kind of ended up going into oil <laughs> and making like a catalogue full of crane hooks or something like that but in 3D but uh, no it's cool I, 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 I kind of I don't regret going into 3D animation at all yeah. I sometimes wonder what would happen if I had moved out of Aberdeen but Mm-hmm. I don't like leaving Aberdeen, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty restricted career-wise, but kind of with internet and that sort of thing as well. We, you know, doing digital design work, you could do work for a company down in London that mm-hmm. makes it that easy. So, yeah, I think I think you know, just interviewing previous guests, I was saying that you know, um, you can make a sustainable career in Aberdeen, mm-hmm. you know, because there's things like the internet and social media yeah. just allows for that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. It allows for you to get recognised and also that word of mouth as well. Yeah. I think, you know, good, you know, probably 10, 15 years ago, there would have been like that kind of hard graph of like, yeah. to actually travel, go back and forth. And yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the students at college are like, especially the talented ones, are like, I don't know what I'm going to do over summer. It's like, you can, you can absolutely freelance, you know, yeah. from the comfort of your own house. But, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's a little maybe self-doubt or something, but you know, it's so yeah. so easy to do now and there's platforms made specifically for that kind yeah. of uh, career path, like mm-hmm. uh, freelancer.com, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I did bits and bobs in that and then other websites, is it Design99 or something? Or, okay. Yeah, you can do a similar thing, like so people pitch um, like a logo idea, for mm-hmm. example, and you can kind of, ch- the thing is you can, sp- the problem with the sites like that is you can do the work and not get paid for it, that's the only yeah, thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of clients would like it because they're getting millions of different options you know yeah, for one yeah. thing but it's maybe not so fair on the designer side <laughs> as always is the case but know, I, I guess in one way that it allows for someone to actually get used to the idea of maybe rejection as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. yeah that's another thing yeah. we kind of try and teach at colleges yeah I think 
people think criticism's a bad thing sometimes, yeah. but it's like no, there's this positive, yeah, or constructive yeah. criticism. We're not just having a go at you, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but it's a it's it's a weird. I remember kind of as a kid learning to take that when your art teacher kind of criticised your work and stuff. You're like, oh, what? I spent ages on that. I thought it was half <laughs> decent, but yeah. If you once you learn to take that, that's and you, you can kind of look at your own work analytically. Yeah. That's how you, you improve it, isn't it? So. See, I wish somebody told me that way back when I was like, you know, like yeah. 16, 17 years yeah, old. I know. And I go, but I think it's just that kind of thing. Like you know, we do kind of factor in any kind of creative outlet and you put all your like hard work into yeah. it and then somebody says oh well maybe you could do this You're yeah like, oh, but I've done like yeah I know yeah. I used to sit and draw yeah. uh, all the characters from Dragon Ball Z all the time <laughs> yeah. and my mum and dad being like why do you keep drawing that like yeah. do your own thing and yeah. just, I remember it like I think oh, I'm nail drawing these can't you just be happy for me sort of thing yeah but um, what we were saying before sorry I've lost my train of thought again I think it was just you know, talking about um, about kind of like you know just their kind of creative kind of you know careers and stuff like that, and yeah, also kind of getting used to that kind of like you know aspects of like you know rejection and stuff mm-hmm. and that. One thing I want to kind of ask you, which I ask a lot of kind of creative people, I think it's kind of a reoccurring theme. One of the questions is that um, how do you kind of manage that kind of self doubt? I think it's kind of thing that pops up a lot with kind of um, in terms of creativity mm-hmm. that. Um, there's a massive bit where people like you see their work from that's oh, really that's amazing that's really good, but until you sort of speak to that person and then the, the subject of self doubt comes up, it seems to be like a very kind of like oh yeah I really struggle with everything I'm doing at the moment yeah I second guess myself all the time yeah and how do you kind of deal with that and manage that it used to be really bad when I was younger mm. like I remember thinking everything I did was rubbish yeah but then um, I don't know like uh, so I got out with painting and stuff for ages. Mm. And then I got back into it again, just started chucking stuff on Facebook, not really like caring about, I didn't really care about criticism at that time anyway. Yeah. And then when people say nice things, that kind of eggs you on. Yeah. Even when people say, like my mates are deliberately um, right. abusive <laughs> about my feelings, <laughs> yeah. which is it's funny, but yeah. like, um, I don't know, like just what you're saying there, you, you get to an age where you learn to take criticism and then yeah. if you know what they're saying is, is justified, then mm-hmm. you just have to kind of be a grown up about it and be like, yeah, that's a fair point. I've made their nose too big or something yeah, like that, or, yeah. or the, one of their eyes are too small or something. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get better at that. And then you start kind of looking at your own work analytically. Mm-hmm. And then if you can look at your work really analytically, you can just see yourself where you've gone wrong. And then yeah. you can kind of shape it into kind of a state where you're, you are happy with it. And then you're like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm quite happy to put that online or show my friends or whatever. Yeah. And um, so you can kind of eliminate self-doubt if you're just really analytical. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like everything I put there is like a masterpiece. Yeah. I know um, there's loads of my paintings and things that are out there that are, that are hideous. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you look back at them, you think you kind of you look back at older work and you're like, oh man, I can't believe I put that out there. But yeah. I was really happy with it at the time. And, um, oh man, I've totally lost my train of thought again. <laughs> uh, yeah, how, how, do you, how do you manage self that? That's yeah. So yeah, just looking at stuff analytically mm-hmm. and kind of being ha- happy with it from a an analytical point of view, if that yeah. makes sense. Like if you look at something really logically and analytically, you've, and you're like, okay, well I know that proportions are, are correct or whatever with regard to a painting or... Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm more, I've got more self-doubt with the robotic side of things than I do with right. paintings because yeah. I know I'm not like I, I know I don't know what I'm doing with okay. robots and I, I kind of know what I'm doing with paintings mm-hmm. so I'm more comfortable with that and when you put like I'm not a computer scientist at all I make mm-hmm. robots for kind of art based purposes and yeah. stuff 
And when I put that kind of thing online, I'm like, oh man, I'm just waiting for some kind of super <laughs> computer scientist to be like, why have you done it that way? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If somebody looked at my programming, they'd like have a heart attack. It's just, I just kind of get it in a, a, a place where it does what I want rather than be the kind of the professional. I think I, I saw like an Insta video of like, I guess it was kind of like a tongue in cheek one. It was like, you get in this robot trying to paint all the roller. Oh yeah, that yeah. Was was just, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, yeah. I should kind of write, quickly write a program that makes yeah. it look like it's doing something funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of set it to go but yeah if half the a lot of the time in fact I don't even understand my code but it just works <laughs> so oh, okay. like right. um, yeah so from that side of things if someone I've got self-doubt in that way but I'm mm-hmm. pretty lucky in that no one gets to see the programming when you put it on oh, right. but the, from the painting side of things yeah okay you're, you're still learning but I've been doing it for a long time and I've got a better idea of, of when I've messed something up and I just mm-hmm. don't put that stuff online yeah. or, or like a uh, I mean, I do way more paintings um, that uh, in real life than I actually show online. But I just some of them are like uh, I paint my mates' dogs for them, or right. like nieces and nephews and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. And I don't think that would interest anyone unless I think because they're particularly nice painting or whatever you like. <laughs> it. But so yeah, um, I've gone off a tangent there again. No, I think, I think that's good. I like I like actually. I probably am the worst person for growing up in tangents, but I think that's the part of a. <laughs> normal conversation as yeah, well yeah. you know like um, one thing I kind of was kind of interested in kind of asking you like because you do so much you know in your kind of free time how do you manage to fit that in and uh, I just don't sleep and okay. neglect my poor wife I don't know what I'm saying don't know how she puts up with it but she's really tolerant like a, yeah. she's an absolute saint like a, I'll come home and we speak for a bit and then I vanish up in the loft and yeah come down later on and she's in bed and then yeah the weekend try and spend some time together but I've been like that from day one so mm-hmm. she she knows the, the deal like I can't sit still yeah and I'm knackered absolutely constantly it's like watching something recently and somebody said being creative was a curse and it is like that sometimes yeah. like, I'll make myself ill just to get something finished yeah and it's not to the betterment of mankind or anything. So I don't know why I do it. I just want, I need to get it finished. And stupid things like robots doing silly things and yeah. stuff, but just, I'll have an end goal. And if I don't get to it, I'll, I'll be restless. Yeah. And sometimes when people are talking to me, I know I'm thinking about stuff I've left unfinished at home. Stupid things that I haven't uh, finished. Uh, I, I, you know, I 100% agree. I think, you know, even I'm kind of just did like, you know, the kind of recent kind of podcast episode that came out today and I wasn't really happy with the sound and get up really early on like, you know, a Saturday morning. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, you know, because it's always in the back of my mind mm-hmm. and then I wake up, it pops right in and stuff. I don't know, do you kind of struggle with sleep as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like really, like I got into a bad habit when I was a student of not drifting off to about one o'clock. Yeah. And I could go to my bed about nine and I still won't fall asleep till yeah. one o'clock. I just wait till one and then I start to fall asleep. But yeah, I've never been good at sleeping. Yeah. Constantly, like I overthink everything. Mm. Absolutely everything. Like not just in a, an artistic sense. Yeah. Like uh, if I wave to someone and they don't wave back and they just nod to me and worry that I've annoyed them or something like that. So yeah, I just my brain's going a million miles an hour constantly. So yeah, and I guess I guess it's one of these things, isn't it? Like I think a lot of creative people that I know, you know, you, you kind of see that even like you see that oh people are online still and people are up late. But I think it's also you've got like that kind of creative mindset. You're always going to be thinking about the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like you said, something that you've just done before and actually how can I improve on that? How can I do something a bit better or thinking about this thing? But yeah. like, it was one strange thing because like, 
I think, you know, you get ideas for new things and you're thinking, oh, like, even for me, I think, oh, that's a bit bold. Yeah. You kind of keep it to yourself, but I guess, like, for me, I've got, like, a wife or, like, some good friends I can say, yeah. oh, I'm thinking of this idea, what do you think, you know? And yeah, like, completely, yeah. like, having a wife is really good for <laughs> bouncing ideas yeah. off, like, and... You know, it's truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, she, and she's brutal, which is awesome. Yeah. Like, that's what you want, or, like, uh, just, if I've got a good idea or... Um, she'll even tell me if I've got too much on or something just yeah. wait till you finish that and that's good because mm-hmm. like I just I, I don't know I just I get myself in a state and then I forget mm-hmm. things important things because I'm thinking about yeah, yeah. projects and stuff like that but yeah um, what did you ask me again? no 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 yeah, well, there you go. it's a perfect yeah, example exactly, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> but that's just, it's just constantly like that so I know like obviously you mentioned that the interest in animals came from your father and stuff. Yeah. You shared a lot of videos with like, you know, like wildlife and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, some like the insects which yeah. freak my wife out. <laughs> yeah, like, and like, yeah. Yeah. So like, how did that, how did you kind of end up kind of progressing with that? Like, um, when's the stage you're thinking like, oh, I'm start taking videos or taking some pictures and stuff? Um, I don't know. Like, just start. So I've always loved animals. Yeah. Like, since before I could speak, okay. like my dad used to, I found a swift in my garden once. Mm. And a swift's like a small bird, a bit kind of like a swallow. Mm. And uh, what they, when they land on the ground, they got difficulty getting up because they've got like tiny legs. Yeah. They hardly, in fact, they even sleep on the wing. Yeah, right. yeah. And one fell in our garden when I was a kid. And I remember, like, apparently I was like, my dad, like, trying to, trying to tell him there was something wrong. However, baby speed. Yeah. And, uh, he came out and I was like, oh, they're cool, there's a little swift. And then he told me about it when I was a little bit older. Yeah. And I could kind of understand speech a bit yeah. better. <laughs> and uh, from that, I just kind of was like, oh, cool, I wonder why I was so into it. And then mm-hmm. I, my dad showed me them again. And from there, I've just been, like, absolutely obsessed with animals. I don't know what I get out of it either. Okay. I don't know why I'm so, like, drawn to animals and stuff. Is, is it about the movement, you think, a bit? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I kind of get, like, it's almost like real-life Pokemon or something. If you see, like... <laughs> If you see an animal that's really rare or something, yeah. I'm like, oh, whoa, we get like, yeah. such a rush. Uh, like, so, um, like, even animals I've seen loads of times, like owls and stuff, if I see something that's a bit unusual, yeah. I'll get really, like, excited. Yeah. Um, so, one thing to interrupt you, where did you go and capture, because you capture a lot of wildlife, where did you go in Aberdeen to go and capture all these videos? All over doing? the place. Yeah. Um, without sounding like corny there's animals everywhere if yeah. you know where to look for yeah. them yeah so like there's loads of uh, foxes and stuff in town now about the industrial uh, estates mm-hmm. also just woodland any yeah. woodland at night time which sounds dodgy yeah <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll see all kinds of wildlife like um, don't go yourself though. yeah uh, go with a group of people yeah group of yeah. people yeah, yeah. and um, I often that's another thing I get paranoid about is I wonder what you know, people always wonder what the hell I'm up to sometimes hanging about woods and stuff with <laughs> torches and cameras and things. It's the only way you'll see, see animals and stuff. And um, as soon as you get to dusk anywhere, you get deer, foxes, owls, yeah. that's when everything starts, all the cool stuff comes up, or really early in the morning. Um, but yeah, they're there. I think people just don't look for them. Yeah, I guess I guess so. If, if you're very much kind of city centre, you'd be quite surprised about kind of wildlife. I remember, I live in the coldest second scene, like a fox is kind of coming yeah. through. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. But then you're not far from where I live. Actually, there's like a lot of kind of shrubs and like, yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. You know? Well, you're you're from London originally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're London. used to a lot of city foxes. Ah, yeah, through it's absolutely yeah. foxes. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> in fact, where I work, mm-hmm. college is a peregrine falcon that's on the roof, and that's a really quite a rare bird. Yeah. And um, yeah, they were nesting on the roof, 
and no one believed me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if you know um, Russell Hawk. He's the other photography legend. He's seen it no. a few times. Right. So it's just me and him that's seen it. Yeah. So, and people are kind of uh, doubt. <laughs> what we, uh, like you know if we've seen it or not. But then yeah. the chick, it had a chick, and it fell in the. It was like an inaccessible sort of courtyard. Oh, yeah. It fell in there, and we're like, "Ha! Told you so." You know, <laughs> we got living proof. Now. Yeah, but yeah, um, it sounds like a really good outlet. For yeah, you know, like the kind of like interaction yeah. with wildlife and stuff. So that's another thing. I don't know how much I've got loads of pets and stuff. Okay, so yeah. what kind of pets do you have at home just now? Uh, like? Not a huge amount just now. I've, ha- I've had millions of breed doves. Mm. Um, I kind of just. Um, drop myself into there because my wife doesn't know I breed them but she does now so it's like oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. she thinks there was just the two but yeah okay there's a two <laughs> you in there, the yeah, the shed. The shed there. <laughs> yeah. she never really goes into the shed so I've kind of <laughs> kept my <laughs> she thought there was just the two but yeah um, so how would you have an album then? Like, like, well, uh, an undisclosed fear oh, okay. of dogs just now right. um, and uh, I've got stick insects and stuff yeah. like rhino beetles and um, then I've got Leaf insects, had a mantis recently, right. a snake which passed away not so long ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, poor thing. Yeah. Uh, I've had parrots, mice, rats, ferrets, <laughs> oh, dogs. Um, I don't really get like I had a dog when I was a kid, but yeah. kind of it's more the kind of smaller, unusual animals that I oh, get: okay. gerbils, hamsters, yeah, right. lizards, snails, everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love them. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. Um, there's a, a girl in college, actually, one of the students. Mm-hmm. She's got um, a pet squirrel and a monkey, and I'm so jealous of that. That's <laughs> like a pet squirrel. Yeah, a pet and squirrel a... and a monkey, yeah. A yeah. monkey? Yeah, she's got a, t- a pet monkey. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, a little, I think it's a, a spider monkey or something. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, so it's got a bit small, it's not like a chimp pen. Yeah, it's not like a chimp okay. pen. No, no, no. But someone says, like, you know, a pet squirrel, I'm thinking, okay, I don't know how you managed to tame that. Yeah, yeah. Monkey. All right, cool. Well, the thing is, it's she found it as a baby squirrel. Yeah. It was a grey squirrel, but mm. if they if they um, if you kinda of go to the RSPC I think they, they they dispose of them because oh, they're not okay. native. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, she's just kind of held on to it for the for the sake of its own well being. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's nice of her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's nice of her. Like um but yeah, like I think probably going back to like, you know, like your painting and stuff like that and you said that your mum was kind of like a influence on that like yeah. drawing and stuff like that. So was she an artist herself? Or no, she not really. Taught? She just sort of doodled all the time. Mm-hmm. And she's very good at it, even though she would she would say she isn't, but mm-hmm. she isn't. I remember um, just watching her drawing as a kid and thinking, oh man, I wouldn't be that cool and that, like uh, be that good at drawing and stuff. And yeah. she just, oh, mum and dad always encouraged. They always, I used to sit and watch uh, Tony Hart all the time and mm-hmm. more from that. And yeah. um, my mum used to buy me drawing gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Um, it was just like a box thing. I don't know. Cause you know those boxes you open and they pull out and there's all the oh, yeah, shelves on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came home one day from school at lunchtime and she had bought one of that filled with pencils and stuff. Mm. It was awesome. Cool. And uh, yeah, always got paints and stuff at Christmas time yeah. and that sort of thing. <laughs> so yeah, they always encouraged it. I just it wasn't really forced though. They just saw that I liked it and then yeah. kind of bought me stuff for that, mm-hmm. uh, which was awesome. And uh, yeah they were pretty good at identifying interests I had and then encouraging yeah. it like my dad uh, my dad used to work offshore 
and there was a book club thing that used to come home with whatever book was relevant uh, to my interest at that time. Yeah. So like, uh, I got one about uh, which I still have about like British garden birds, right. and uh, I just kind of read it back to front mm-hmm. until I could like memorize all of them, right. and, and that was really, like cool. Like so, they're just they're just ace at like encouraging interest and stuff that I had. Yeah, and. Uh, what did you say again? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just say I think I'm, I think obviously something else was in your mind. Yeah, <laughs> like I, just, you said, I always yeah, really no, sorry. it's all good. No, I'm talking about like thing. obviously yeah, your mum's kind of influence. Yeah, that's about what your dad's influence. On yeah, you and then your mum's influence. Yeah, kind of like on you as well. Um, I'm almost lost my train of thought now. <laughs> it's contagious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. One thing I'm talking to you about, um, I guess, is like obviously you've always kind of been Aberdeen based. You was in Carlisle yeah. for a bit as well. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of like, touched base with people about what they kind of feel like the kind of changing scene in terms of Aberdeen, in terms of like creativity and cultures. Have you seen a like a conscious kind of change happen recently over the past few years? Yeah, in Aberdeen with the new art thing and yeah. that sort of thing, certainly. But I think it's. It's too late, not too late, but it's, I mean, it should have happened much sooner, I think. Yeah. We kind of kind of let the oil companies do kind of please themselves for too mm. long and put up all these hideous buildings all over the shop. Yeah. So I think they've seen what Dundee's done and thought, mm. right, we need to kind of jump on, yeah. on that train. And uh, it's cool with the new art thing and that, but like, you know, creative spaces like this, yeah. making them affordable for, for artists and designers and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. It'd be cool if there was more of them. Um, I know in London they do a lot of that sort of thing. Like there's these containers and stuff. You know they'll yeah, stack all the yeah, containers. Yeah, convert them and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. they don't need a huge amount of room. You just need somewhere where you can do yeah. bits and bobs and absolutely. Because yeah. you know if some students or designers are living in a bed sit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It makes things difficult. If you can get an affordable space for a small amount of money a month or whatever, you can produce awesome stuff and then become self-sustaining from your whatever. Yeah, kind of and I think as well, like you know, I guess in like bigger cities kind of recognise you invest in the up and coming talent they can mm-hmm. give back and stuff but I yeah. think the kind of issue is always going to be in like you know grade school or what you've got some students who come up here to study you know because it's a great place to go and study yeah. and, but they're going back home or they're thinking oh well I've done this kind of practice so I need to actually there's nothing in Aberdeen that's actually calling out to me that I should be here yeah, yeah. so I'm going to go down to like London Manchester Edinburgh Glasgow you know it's yeah. that in Aberdeen we're not kind of sustaining retaining them yeah, yeah. retaining young people yeah it's always the case and mm-hmm. same with them our students you know mm-hmm. they kind of study 3D animation and they think that getting into kind of industrial animation yeah. or medical animation stuff isn't as cool as it's going to work for Pixar and stuff and they think yeah. they're going to kind of walk out the door and go say well, no, it's, it's like, a process please stay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you can make cool stuff here yeah. and make uh, well like Dundee you know mm-hmm. they put themselves on the map just be like fine we'll just make our own games here and you yeah, know, they make yeah. Grand Theft Auto down there mm-hmm. and stuff which a lot of people don't know yeah that's it because it's very much a Scottish kind yeah of company, yeah that's it, it yeah. yeah and they've they've really kind of put themselves on the map mm-hmm. in that respect and there's no reason why we couldn't do that kind of thing in Aberdeen yeah but we just need to kind of invest a bit more in the art side of things and think, okay, well, maybe oil and gas isn't the be-all and end-all of everything. Yeah, I think this is it. I think, you know, it's probably hard for, like, I guess in Aberdeen, I guess I'm talking about when I say Aberdeen, that's in, like, the structural yeah. part, but people that make decisions, it's probably hard to let that go. Yeah. If that's because of being your revenue for all... Completely, all years, yeah. I, used to, yeah. I was in oil and gas. Yeah. Yeah, freeze. And I've got, you know, I know I think everyone's kind of guilty of saying everything you know under the sun about oil companies but yeah. we all drive cars and we all yeah, kind of yeah. use the products that come from that so we all mm-hmm. need it unless we kind of all start driving electric or something yeah. you know well 
we've kind of made an industry that we need sort of things mm-hmm. and, and then I've lost my train of thought again <laughs> but yeah the the uh, oh shoot what was I saying I guess it was kind of, was kind of saying that um, like you know Aberdeen's always kind of been an armorous city and you know it might still there's obviously it's still an ongoing process yeah. of that kind of change happening where I guess people that make decisions to actually say okay we are resting in kind of the kind of culture <clears throat> and creativity in Aberdeen but mm-hmm. still like I'm, I'm probably paraphrasing or correct me if I'm wrong I think guess what you're saying yeah it's still going to take a while yeah know, yeah it's like but, yeah I guess it's not going to happen overnight sort yeah. of thing is it but we've kind of taken steps like the new art thing mm-hmm. and uh, like I say if it just kind of like the, this is the first time the anatomy room yeah. the first time I heard about them was when I spoke to okay. um, yourself like yeah. knowing that they were available for mm-hmm. designers I don't think that kind of thing is well uh well advertised to the kind yeah. of creative people yeah. of Aberdeen, mm-hmm. which is a shame. It's yeah. like a shame there's not like a budget for it. Is it the uni that owns these? Is it or is I think it's the university. Ah, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I thought yeah. it was the, the council or yeah. something. But I don't know. Is there any other creative spaces in Aberdeen that are available? I think to there is, but I wouldn't want to come and say like that. I know. I think there's another one. I can't remember the name of it. I think. Um, do not. I wouldn't try and guess it just mm-hmm. now. Um, I think it's called the Wasps, that's it, Wasps Studio. Oh, no, I've heard of that. I, but I don't know where it is, I haven't been there. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, there, there are a, a few kind of like collectives now, mm-hmm. people that have kind of from the university and actually said, I oh, know we want to do something in Aberdeen, which is cool, you know. Yeah. That, I think that's really positive. There are those kind of things happening. And is, I'm kind of, you know, I think it'll be, I'm very much interested in seeing how that will transpire mm-hmm. in the next like five to ten years mm-hmm. and kind of what happens and stuff. I hope it's not just kind of like, this like resurgence in terms of creativity and culture and everything. I hope it's not gonna just be like a fad. Mm. You know, that seems very fashionable just for now. You know, yeah, like it can be yeah. sustained and maintained. Yeah, mm. like you're saying, fashionable. There, like mm. um, it's funny, and I'm sure other designers notice that as well. You'll get like, I remember Grace used to be full of, of people that wanted to be an artist rather, than, but they wouldn't put the time in. Oh, okay. There's you know, more, that kind of instant. Yeah, I think kind of wear all the clothes and stuff that yeah. they kind of identifies them as an artist, but they would never practice drawing at home or mm-hmm. doing whatever art yeah. practice they did at home. I think, um, like you say, just now, there's that, that phrase hipster and stuff like that. Yeah. The, the, the art scene that goes with that, I think yeah. it's a really fashionable sort of thing to kind of be seen being a part of. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, no, if we, if we invest in it properly and, and kind of get the right people involved in it I think it could be something that yeah I, th- I think it I think it involves discussions with lots of people on different levels and what they're mm. doing in the city not just from one kind of corporate top end yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. you know and I think it's kind of like that's kind of peter down and filter down to people yeah like kind yeah. of more or less it kind of sounds really kind of cliche but in the know yeah yeah yeah. Stuff, yeah, yeah. You know? I think that's when probably real discussions can maybe happen yeah if you get the right people involved yeah absolutely mm. um, before we finish up where can people find you online um, turn like Facebook or Twitter and Instagram yeah well I only really use Instagram these mm-hmm. I did have a Facebook page mm-hmm. for all my uh, well it's mostly paintings and stuff I put on that on Instagram yeah. I tend to put up a bit of everything mm-hmm. um, so it's mostly just yeah those two okay. uh, I have a Twitter account which I never ever put stuff on I right. uh, probably should kind of pull my finger out and, right. and get on with that but yeah um but hold on, let me just confirm my username. All right. <laughs> do you know off by heart? I don't really know my own username. I'll do it, I'll do it just now. Yeah, by the power of the internet, I will <laughs> find that just now. So, yeah, that's your um, Instagram one. It's yeah, that's it. So it's tcook underscore paintings. That's yeah. it, yeah. And have you got a website as well? Yeah, it says okay. it there as well. Was it, is it? Uh, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> it, it? Yeah. yeah, it says tcookpaintings.co.uk forward slash. Yeah. Awesome. 
Thank you, Dave. Cool. <laughs> Thank you very you much. Know. Thank sorry you for giving me a bit of amnesia as no. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good, Dave. It's all good. I'm sorry I've gone off at so many tangents. No, but I think, do you know what? I think any chat, I think there are tangents. And I think for me, I'm probably the king of tangents <laughs> anyway. So um, I will hold my hands up high for that. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for coming. No, thank you very much. Very very space. Yeah, and that was episode 36. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And we'll be back again with episode 37 next week. So I hope you guys enjoy, and I'll see you guys soon. Bye, take care. So what did you guys think of my chat with Terry? I thought it was really cool to catch up with him in person because I've been following him for a while now. So, yeah, um, I think, you know, want to definitely thank Terry for coming on the podcast and making episode um, 36. Um, next week, we have episode 37 with another local artist. Her name is Kirsty Cameron. So we talk about lots of kind of different things um, during her episode as well. Um, yeah, and kind of moving forward, there's going to be loads of cool chats happening as usual. Um, this pre-recorded the birthday special this week so um part one of the birthday special so that should be cool when it comes out and that's going to come out on the 5th of november which is on a monday and the part two will probably come out on the thursday the 8th of november so keep um look out for more posts um, about that on the instagram and the facebook page as well so yeah um take care guys and i'll catch up with you next week on episode 37 bye for now